haven't talked. Oh, I don't think we've topics. Oh, we haven't even got a topic. I mean, yeah. we, we've oh. got three, but I mean, what's we the can, first one? We can talk about them, or we can we can not because we're already pretty much into episode two right now. Are we? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh! We're about forty-seven minutes in. You know, I think that's nice. what's great about Which doing is this is that I'm you can just let's do no, the time keep going. Hey, we can we can still do, like do a two part holiday. Speaking of rest in peace, Meatloaf. Yeah, but he that. was big into paranormal investigations. Was he? Yeah, he was actually on um, Ghost Hunters a couple times. Okay, um, he had a real. He, I mean, he had a deep connection rooted interest or, yeah. in that. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people that have uh, that are, are really rooted in paranormal have had some sort of experience it has to be something but, yeah. that triggers that makes well, you go, i can't say there has to be but it certainly there, helps there almost yeah. does have to be because it's it, you know an old saying that we used to say was uh everyone's a skeptic until you have your first experience right what do you think that a lot of ufo people started off with a sighting yeah yeah well i mean i think that there's Maybe, also a, perhaps there's a fair contingency of people and, and even with ghosts that have the belief without you know they, they almost have blind faith in it they haven't had an experience but, but there's a preponderance of evidence that would lead any normal a person rational person could to be like, jump to that. Okay. Sure. Because right. I've not right. seen a UFO, but I, but yeah. it's statistically impossible from a reasoning standpoint. It's very aliens not to exist. Yeah. We're at alternate yeah. life forms. We're talking all about aliens do, again. All you have mm-hmm. to do is look at the scale of the it's universe. Hot topic. It, it's it's yeah. mind boggling. I think so, it's beyond anyway, comprehension for me personally. Well, and that's kind of how infinity is. And so that special really touches on that point. How, human like there's no you can't quantify it so it's really it helps in a lot of mathematical equations but you it's very difficult to to comprehend this is what infinity is right 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 Um, right it just doesn't end it keeps going it's hard to grasp what do you mean no that's what it does right that's what it means just yeah. Just be with it yes it's worth it's worth uh it's worth checking out it's on netflix if I love you're it. You're so inclined. Yeah. So inclined. So as far as topics, we got a few things that kind of touch on a little bit of paranormal mystery. All right. Nine yards, All right. Excited to hear it. Some weird places. Um, the first one is the. You bet I didn't know. Well, you and ever on these you might. The. Uh, I bet you didn't know. The Lori the Lori Mansion in New Orleans. Been there. Have multiple you? times. Yeah. Uh, was purchased by Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, Had to sell it when he went all. He did have to sell up. it. <laughs> Uh, was that part of why? I don't know. Um, mm, no, no, keep going. Keep but going here's with the thing. That's, he's, that's I think he's, rumors. he's the only modern Caucasian to have purchased a mausoleum in the St. Louis cemetery. He's got this. It's a hell of a thing. It's a, so, it's a pyramid, yeah. which touches on an earlier topic we already mm-hmm. mentioned, which is why I think, uh, national treasure kind of went down. Uh, I think he was more than willing and happy to, yeah. To uh, take on that role, cause yeah, to jump on that franchise. Oh yeah, it touched on a lot of things he was already interested and familiar right. with anyway. Plus, I think Dan ba- Dan Brown is a brilliant author too. If you ever read like Da Vinci Code or mm-hmm. um, some of those other books, but so what about the mansion, the Lalaurie Mansion? Oh, we'll get to it. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I had a feeling. Yeah, I I had a feeling Justin was going to know. Oh. probably two out of three. I, there's there's a chance this may be the only one. I don't know. H H Holmes yep. mean anything? The uh, okay. Murder Hotel in Chicago. If it has to do with anything like that, Jay's we'll going to know about it's, it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Patience it, worth. That's yeah, yeah, topic yeah. two. Okay. Yep. So we'll we'll get to all these. But yeah, Lori Mansion. Um, Madam Delphine McCarthy Lalaurie moved into the mansion with her third husband back 1832. Notorious slave owner. <clears throat> also had a uh, 
a reputation for being less than kind to her slaves. Um, there was one slave that a 12 year old girl who was brushing her hair got a snag in the hair. And in order to avoid the whipping and punishment that she was going to get from Madame LaLaurie jumped out of the third floor to her death, which launched an investigation into abuse, a lot of legal fees paid. And then she had to give up. No shit. She she was like a lot of her slaves. She was like, I'm out. Like I'd rather bail out of a window than deal with the wrath of this chick. Yeah. That's hardcore. dude. Um, She was one of those socialite type people, lavish parties. She would, you know, throw at the house. Um, and then we get to April 10th, 1834 is kind of when things kind of fall apart. There's a, there's a fire that breaks out in the house around about the kitchen area, which rumor supposes and states that there was a, a 70 year old slave who was chained up in the kitchen and her task and job was to run <coughs> the kitchen. So that's it. That's where she was staying chained up. This yeah, is what you're doing. Yeah. She's in the kitchen. Oh, um, she also had a daughter that <coughs> was a slave in the house. So <clears throat> the thought was she sets fire to the house as a possible, you know, mainly suicide. Maybe her daughter gets out. Either way, it ends for her. Yeah. She'd had enough, and, and I get that. Um, so the fire breaks out. People start gathering around. The fire crew goes in, and they run into a, a locked door. Um, they end up breaking down the door, and they describe that they find seven slaves, more or less horribly mutilated, locked in the building. Really? <laughs> like they they've been there they were beat up and then thrown in this room now one lady at least for months it's in the attic yeah um is is the place mm-hmm. and uh they actually go on to reveal the bodies and corpses of multiple dead slaves in the floorboards of the attic so she would keep, so they would die and then throw them in the floorboards. Yeah, she well, would keep them chained up in the attic and do her husband was a physician she also had the bathing and blood rumor yeah. That she would bathe in, in blood of slaves in order to, to mm-hmm. preserve her youth and, and beauty. What? That's more debathery type, but there there was a, there, there was a rumor <laughs> that she also partook in that. And and you know, voodoo was a was is was a thing. A big part of their culture. Mm. Uh but her husband was actually a physician and so a lot of the slaves that were chained up were were being experimented on mm-hmm. with all different kinds of weird shit. And, oh, that's crazy. and that's why they were so wealthy and they had this, uh, they would throw huge elaborate parties and, and people um, like invite people upstairs to do yeah. horrible things to slaves. I, it, <laughs> like it like hostile you want to come upstairs and cut off a finger. But it, it could have gotten to that. But yeah, I mean, they described some of these slaves as having their bones broken and repositioned in such mm-hmm. a ways that they were almost unrecognizable. There was a guy. Human. Yeah. They, there was what? a guy that like he experimented spider. on. No. There Intentionally. Was a, yes. Yeah. Uh, they, no there was way. there was a guy that they reconfigured his bones so that he walked like a crab, mm-hmm. and so like that was the sh- that was the stuff that the that the husband was they doing. They intentionally broke their limbs mm-hmm. to shape them to look like certain things, correct? To reposition Holy them in horrific man- positions. Yeah. My brain is I'm just pretty sure that slowly they, wrapping that itself around like, that idea. They uh, had like broke the limbs of one of them as to, so they could like come make them like compact and put them in like a small cage to where that they when the bones healed like he was like compact portable <laughs> bullshit put them in a purse bullshit 
Now there, there were lots. They of, form them to inside of containers to make it, but that make them more ergonomic. That's the thing <laughs> with with all three of these stories. This it's is easy to carry around, but it doesn't do much anymore. All three of these stories have so horrible have a lot of fact and are based <clears throat> on some true life events. But then there's also some fantastical yeah. possible rumors and and it's funny you mentioned that because we hmm. so just uh, a <clears throat> month and a half ago we were in New Orleans mm-hmm. and we took boys for the first time because new orleans is our home away from home we got friends uh that, that own shops in the french quarter which is where we always drop off our luggage and hang need out a beer and stay oh i don't know if red i bull. anybody need anything i'll get up and run real quick over i'll uh, get a red bull but yeah i like a red bull i like red bull sure. you like red bull another round another round uh, another red bull's around but the the cool thing about um about LaLaurie Mansion is when we went on this history tour, this guy that was with us, he actually worked at the history museum that's down in New Orleans. And so he had any, he was, so he gets to see a lot of, he stuff. was a professor of history. Correlates so a lot he, of things. well, he knew a lot of the truth versus a lot of the, oh, of the BS. Yeah. 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 And so according to him, the, the girl slave with the brush that jumped out the window, there's no record of that. Oh, okay. Um, it's folklore. The, the truth of of the matter was that she did keep these slaves chained up. She they did these horrific medical experiments. Um, the <laughs> fire was true. That the the story goes, they were throwing a big party, and then a, and then one of the slaves intentionally set a fire to draw because Attention. because there was. But the fact of the matter is, according to the historian, was that it was just the middle of the week night and it was late and well there was a large crowd of people that gathered up as well they, they estimate up to four thousand people that had gathered at the house and then rage grew as they uh you know were finding out about these atrocities right. and then they would go to the hospital to witness you know verify with their own eyes these things that people are telling them because who's gonna a crab man what are you talking about no um, way, dude. So they'd are go there going to be pictures of these people? Some, maybe. It might be oh, artist rendition. Do they so, have pictures of them? So the first time we went, I, Lucas was in full demon makeup. <laughs> nice. Oh, my gosh. And Nikki was in this vampire makeup that I had done on her. And so, you know, the LaLaurie Mansion was one of the first places you mm-hmm. stop. And uh, Lucas got this really weird, like, uh, uneasy feeling, like, looking up in the window. Like, he, mm-hmm. like, he was like, look away. <laughs> look away don't look into don't go to the light but you, if anybody's ever had like a, a vertigo type experience where you are standing at the base of a tall building or something you look yeah, up and oh, just yeah. the overwhelmingness of it like yeah, makes you like, sure like like the grand rush. canyon oh yeah oh that yeah. was crazy that was crazy call to the void but he kind of had that jump in yeah oh yeah he had come that in. kind of experience but come in uh, she is definitely a notorious figure but thing about new orleans is that that town is you got the sultan's palace you got a lot of stuff down there going on yeah that what that murder was crazy too wild like, just the whole family just got laid out but you know you you make deals with the wrong people <laughs> they had the, the, yeah right that it was a guy. he was a fake so he was in the jasmine or the axman of new orleans the axman yeah but he was a jazz musician well yeah it, you you were spared if your house was playing jazz right right and yeah. so they still do that they still play jazz yes they do um if you go oh, down really there, so hold on a second doing? so they 
So if you, uh, people play jazz to ward off serial uh, the mm-hmm. serial killer because he liked jazz. So yeah. if you're playing jazz, you're good, dude. And they always go and play jazz down in Jackson you're Square, spared. which is where St. Louis Cathedral is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the thing is, is most of the Are early shotgun on this. It's up to you. I'm, I mean, I'm good with. I'm going to either way. Sip it. Oh, you're going to. I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, so your intentions were. Yeah, I'm full pound, on to pound. I'm pounding it. it. If you guys are going to sip it, sip it. I got my water. I'm fine. I, I mean, if, if one jolt. pounds, we all pound. Pound or brown. Pound it down. Pound what? down. <laughs> Taking it. <laughs> oh, it's not easy. Definitely not the second time. It's not easy being For the- cheesy. This is actually the second time we did this. So anyway, uh, it was Louis, King Louis uh, in France that was like, all right, we own this property. The prisons are too full in Paris. We're taking all these beggars, thieves, murderers, rapists. We're we're sending them to New Orleans. We're going to Australia. Send them to New Orleans. They're like, hey, build this town for us. Oh, that's what New Orleans is about? That's what it was built on. Built by criminals. No way, dude. And it it was nasty, swamp. Just the gnarliest, swampy-ass conditions, malaria, the worst. So they're like, sorry, guys, um, your dry prison cell is no longer mm-hmm. where you'll be staying. You're going <laughs> to the swamps. And, oh, my gosh. And you're going to build New Orleans for us. Yep. And that's how it That's how it started. Yeah, how many wow. cities and places are built on slave labor? Sounds like Australia. Like yeah. All right. Yeah. It does, yeah. California. So the only other thing about LaLaurie that we haven't touched on really was you know, this fire breaks out. They find out all this shit. Um, anger crowds gather up, and uh, her and her husband fled to Lake Pontchartrain, <clears throat> then eventually fled to Paris, where she lived until she died. Mm. Another rumor is that after she died, her body was secreted back to New Orleans and buried um, under a pseudonym or false name in St. Louis Cemetery. Oh, really? Oh, huh. hmm. that's interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the records that show. That she was in Paris till late, mm-hmm. late in her life. So, yeah. uh, you know, and her husband was a was a, a prominent physician and man you know, means. So what? All right, hmm. we killed a bunch of people. We'll bounce. Yeah. See ya. That was fun. Yeah, and mm. really, it was the crowds. I mean, outside. not that they would have been. It might have been fun to them. Well, but I, you, I mean, that was something you could do back then. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> I don't want to touch too much on our last topic, but this dude was a fucking rascal <laughs> and he bounced around and was you know it was just what you're able to do mm-hmm. um <clears throat> you know carl tanzler the guy that we talked about that uh with helena and the oh plastic yeah. paris our wax lady yeah i, I listened to that little too close podcast to the moon. and found out you know a few more things and a few more details and he was kind of a that way too with his changing the names and moving around hmm. so yeah and that that kind of thing could happen back then sure yeah i mean Whatever. Yeah, the documentation was city hop. Weeks also. Yeah, you got nothing. Yeah, you, you say what you are, and but that was like, okay. I'm a lawyer. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. sweet. Mm. The big uh, allure for Jackson Square when it was initially built was every Sunday. That's when they would bring people out to hang them, and everybody would come out and be like, "Yay, it's hanging time!" Yeah, that, that was kids, thing. everybody, they would just be like, "Yay!" Yeah. I mean, do people realize just like how? How close that time actually really is to far away. us now. Like you guys, generally speaking, most people don't realize that just not long ago we were hanging people in the town square. Eight like from 1832. Hanging people. Yeah, for like, like right now, 
Like but right now, somebody goes to jail or hmm. prison, they're gone. They're locked up. You don't ever see them. Shit. And yeah. it wasn't even about like, hey, you game. murdered ten people. It was like, oh, you were a pickpocket. Mm-hmm. You get hung. Yeah. yeah. And there oh, was just stole oh, you, a horse, or you loved under chickens. And a lot of times, buggery. It was <laughs> oh, it was you're hearsay. A bugger, are you? Yeah. <laughs> it was hearsay. No, he was a bit. He was yeah. banging a sheep. I hear. No, it wasn't. I hear the sheep say. Mm. Ah! <laughs> he was in the barn i heard a bunch of sheepery yeah. it was all yeah. over the place <laughs> this and one's got cranberry sauce on his backside now <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's letting geese eat off himself with yeah. grains kill him by throwing coats on him oh yeah <laughs> well that was I funny still, man i one still can't wrap my head around how many coats what, what's your thought? How many coats would you have to have thrown on you? We had a in our to kill you. Ma- Bring them up to speed on that particular marathon of death. We had a marathon of Draco death. somewhere. Um, after later research, I found out you know draconian law. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. But that, that's that's it. the guy. That's the guy. That's the fucking that's guy. That's the death by coat and scarves guy. <laughs> so this guy was a, a lawyer or lawmaker back in the day and passed some legislation and was um, being, you know applauded by the sure. crowd and one yeah. of their traditions back then in appreciation instead of like throwing roses was to throw cloaks their cloaks and cokes and uh this guy had so many thrown on him he died smothered him. underneath of it smothered him so it's like how many coats would it Whoops. take i said 100 it's got to be 100 plus i don't know i mean even at three pounds a piece that's 300 pounds yeah. obviously spread across I mean, your body it's good math even. i mean a couple hundred pounds you're probably not getting up especially if it's on your head Right, but I mean, after I ten coats, aren't you like, person. hey? Imagine two hundred. Hey. <laughs> or just, yeah. talk, just like, hey, just like, you under there, dude? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> at what point did somebody just walk you away? Know, that's what happened. Well, that's what they were doing. They were throwing their shit, bailing. Oh, tossing on them. Oh, uh, well, that's surrounded. a pretty big mound. Uh, oh, well, they must have. He must have walked out. I don't know. I guess the next round of people is, oh, he must have like he been escorted away. That's right. just the mound of jackets that are there for him, and so. You know, everybody goes. Oh, look, someone oh, yeah. threw two shoes in, too. Right. <laughs> two shoes. Yeah, something. Oh, they're moving. Uh, oh, they're not uh, moving. Nope, they're no, not. they're not moving. <laughs> oh, it's not two. It's not what I thought it's it was. two feet in those shoes. Wait. Just cover that oh. part up with a. Oh, shit. Oh, somebody missed a jacket there. When there's just a line <laughs> of people with jackets ready to just, like, drape, like, yeah. fucking James Brown style. Yeah, I, imagine I, I if it was, know. like, 500. I mean, it would have to be, like, I'm, I'm picturing in. You know, an old Roman kind of auditorium to where it's the tiered seat and they're just chucking this shit in. It's just piling up down at the bottom. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> to have, yeah. With that kind of accuracy, you'd almost have to have a line. Something. Has I could do it from like the top, dude. I could, like, I could frisbee my coat down onto the field. Want, maybe he just wanted to, like, wear them. So he's like, he's like 20 deep and he's starting to hunch over and the next person and then all of a sudden he just like, like, no, I can't take it. He yeah. just folds up like a snail, just curls up into the coats and... Yeah, he's like, I think this might be a pretty awesome way to go. He just caught a button I'll, to the I'll go down in the history books. I'm just going to lay here. Yeah, maybe someone had here. a brick in their pocket. Yeah, it's it's anything's possible. Oh, yeah, knocked him out. Something Whoops. had to have happened. But, yeah, that, that one I, I still think about. Yeah. Um, our next topic of mystery and intrigue is the curious case of Pearl Pollard and Patience Worth. Um. Pearl was born in Mound City, Illinois, back February 15, 1833. At uh, eight months old, her family moved down to Texas. <clears throat> she was described as an average, uninterested student who dropped out after her first year of high school due to a nervous breakdown. 
Um, the family, when she was 14, moves to St. Louis, and uh, she tried school again, and during her testing, they were going to put her a grade or two lower. <clears throat> she wasn't thrilled with that, so she quit school again and then attended music school. Her only aspiration in life ever was she thought she could sing. Mm, okay. Um, she was a self-admitted to have little imagination or ambition and fancied herself rather unattractive. Okay, just that's little, sad, but okay. Some, just some backstory. Well, she's just a little a, depressed. Yeah, just kind of okay-ish type person. Um, with her music school, then she ends up up in Chicago for a while, going to music school, working some jobs up in the winter, and then she'd travel back to Missouri outside of the winter time for music lessons and things like that that she would she would teach. <clears throat> she gets married at 24 to a guy named John Curran, so now Pearl Curran. And July 1912, Pearl and one of her friends, Emily, goes over to a neighbor's house where they're having a little get-together, and they decide to use a Ouija board. Okay. So now, right. now you're seeing where the connections okay, are. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Is that, yeah, that, that was all just kind of backstory to build up the, the narrative of, you know, she's just plain Jane kind of lady. Yeah, yeah, just <clears throat> a plain old gal. Yeah. So during this Ouija board session, they get in touch with the spirit who claims to be a relative of Emily, the, the friend. Mm -hmm. So Emily goes out, she buys her own Ouija board, keeps it at Pearl's house, and you know, from time to time they're, they're using it and trying to communicate with the, the relative. Uh, Pearl was less than interested, not really interested in the whole thing, wasn't too caught up in the whole drama of it um, until... June 22nd, 1913, when they get in contact with a spirit that identifies as Pat C. Patsy. Patsy? Pat C. Oh, Pat C. That's how they spelled it, Pat-C. Yeah, S-E-A. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> like he can see, like S-E-E. -E. Yeah, exactly. Um, so after that day, they, they continue using the Ouija board, and this, this Pat-C spirit kind of keeps growing stronger and stronger until... July 8th of 1913, when the board they described kind of came to life and would begin to move on its own and uh, communicate without someone being in direct contact with so, it. So, okay, so maybe it's not the idea of using it once and it not working. You have to break it in. Yeah, it could they be kind of. They broke it in. That's uh, the secret <laughs> to a good Ouija board, folks. You have to do it a lot, yeah, and then it'll start working. Right. One and done doesn't work. And do it by yourself and try to... Ask. By yourself. No. Yeah, don't. <laughs> do it by yourself. Yeah. Yell Bloody Mary. Right. You know, light some candles. <laughs> right. Uh, ask you know. to speak directly to Satan himself. Yes, and hang as many upside-down crosses on your walls as you right. can and exactly. get some chicken blood. Right. A few livers. You're in. You're going to be talking in no time. You're going to be talking in no time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be talking in no time. You'll get it. As all this time's going on and this, this uh, Pat C spirit's getting stronger and stronger, uh, July 8th, it, it now identifies itself as a spirit named Patience Worth. Get out of here. That's, that's what it says. Now, at this time, Pearl becomes interested and hooked. So now she is communicating with this Patience Worth spirit who claims to have lived from the time of 1649 to 1694 over in England. Um, Pearl's able to describe these detailed, vivid scenes of life in England, the house, 
people conversations mm. in in amazing detail really and begins writing down <clears throat> these descriptions and words that patience is giving to her through the Ouija board mm-hmm. and put them in, in putting them into book form mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then at the end it says Ovaltine <laughs> be sure to be sure to drink <laughs> so this the spirit who you know this unassuming lady who starts talking on a Ouija board all of a sudden in 1918 published had 88 poems published and uh, in total through this Ouija board and through patience words she wrote seven novels two poetry collections several plays and volumes of witty repertoire and in total over four million words that just came to her through the Ouija board. That's what she says. One at a time. What's the time? Hey, I mean, why wouldn't you how, how, how give yourself time would that? Credit? Take one letter at a time. I know. I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, <laughs> well, what's like the, a paragraph would be like. I'd be like, all right, I'm de- like, I'm cash today. Uh, like, the I'm way the way they described it, and because uh, I, I had the same thought was Jesus Christ. That that would take forever. Yeah, it would. But Pearl described it. Yeah, later on, especially a couple years into it, that she was able to almost connect with patients outside of the Ouija board and that she almost knew and could see the answers that patients was going to give before it was even mm. spelled out on the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. So it was almost a like a viewing. spirit guide, almost. Spirit guide. So what if, what if that was already innate in her and it wasn't necessarily, maybe it was a psychosomatic effect where she <laughs> thought, she would she thought the Ouija board was the medium, but really she, she had unlocked herself. it was a past life regression or something of that mm. nature and well, she's mm-hmm. remembering things. Like we talked about before with kids growing up and they build that mental blockage to where ghosts aren't real. Sure. I think she had that blockage, but then using the Ouija board It was like a form of meditation. The, mm-hmm. Something You, you know, know what she, I mean? Like just peeling off some of the force field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can open I could yourself see up that. to it. It was a recycled energy. Hmm. That'd be my thought, because I mean, they said that she would write in, you know, outdated, unused language and terms, which, you know, if it was 200 years or so before that Patience was living, it'd be a different dialect, especially over in England. So there'd be, you know, there no, were just ways of writing that interesting if she, like, came out with, like, a couple books that were written in Japanese. <laughs> I mean, there's people that there's people that get hit She's like, head. I don't know, I use a Ouija well, board like that, and I can like write Like that dude who got struck by lightning and became, like, a music like a piano yeah. savant it was yeah. insane there's people that writing symphonies he's like hit, i don't yeah. even know how to play piano i'm just gonna go electrocute myself somewhere and hope to become a musical genius yeah there's people grab that, a pole and touch it it happens all the time they wake up they're speaking they speak a different language and you know like they get hit in the head and then they are speaking we had a, one of our style. grandmas had a walking hip issues um you know and she had her kitchen in the basement and she you know, it was a struggle. Like she had to quit going down there or something. I don't forget. But she was going up and down the stairs and um, fell, mm-hmm. like down the stairs in her 80s or 90s, one of the two, and swore that she could walk better. And then, and then she was good. And then she just kind of started using the basement again. And a little adjustment. Yeah, a little on adjustment. The fly. Sometimes on the it fly. happens. A little on the fly <laughs> <Yeah>. adjustment. <laughs> hey, why not? Just be like, ah, oh, my back hurts. I'm going to go throw myself down the steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to just like kind of tuck over. Okay, let go. Got to hit the stair the right way. Yeah. Um, the last topic we kind of touched on a little bit was H.H. H. Holmes, which ultimately leads to 
his murder castle, his murder hotel mm-hmm. that he had up in Chicago. World's Fair, Chicago. Yeah, when I was thinking haunted houses, stuff like that, I was like, this guy was almost the originator of the haunted house. Yeah. If if what they say and everything Because is true. he's like, hey, you want to come check out my mansion? Like, you just think World's Fair, you stay unlimited for, access to, stay to people. I'll bring you over, you know, hang out. They get in there, and it's like a labyrinth of, like, torture rooms oh and really like body yeah, it's like hostile yeah there were body shoots there were rooms that had five doors leading into them there were rooms that just had one door and were totally brick from floor to ceiling um what, was, what is that movie real quick that uh, that that's to get out of the house they have to do the codes uh, one chick jumps in the pool of syringes to the, get the keys oh, uh, saw? oh saw yeah sounds like a saw scenario <laughs> kind of except these weren't challenges he was just going to kill you yeah. <laughs> um he would pipe gas there's no if then you're just dying yeah he'd pipe gas into like the the faucet and in the next room would be the dial the the valve and he'd go into the next room you know they'd go in to hang out in the room he'd lock the doors from the outsides and go to the next room turn on the gas he'd fill the room kill him um they you know he kind of got away they say that the way he got away with um the construction and nobody really piecing it together was he was a, a fraudster and uh, had plenty, he had 50 lawsuits in Chicago alone against him throughout his time for theft, fraud, body theft, and um, suspicion of murder. Um, so he would hire contractors to start building and then fire them, bring in another contractor and just keep mm, this I rotation see. of contractors going. And in the end, he defrauded the investors because he never paid the contractors, so he kept the money. Every, everybody's getting defrauded on all different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that, that's how they could get away with all these little different rooms, things not matching up. He had uh, rooms that were lined with iron from floor to ceiling to be able to muffle noises and keep gases and things like that in. And just a, a wild Fill ride. the room full of water. <laughs> yeah. And then shoots down to Glass the- Glass walls. He'd have shoots go down to the basement where he'd have operating tables, a crematorium. Mm. Um, like human centipede. Maybe that's where that came from. Vats of acid. Oh, for dissolving the Jeffrey Dahmer. That's parts where and pieces. Dahmer got that Muriatic from. Muriatic acid. Yeah, but his yeah. main thing, and kind of goes back to his days at medical school, was uh, the selling of organs, body parts, and skeletons to medical schools yeah. for studies. So mm. that's where he was able to get rid of all the evidence it's genius yeah i mean you know if there's a will there's a way yeah and And if you're really into it like things just work out well like for him like we were saying in a weird way he he operated this hotel or he he built a third floor onto this block that he bought across from this uh, pharmacy that he worked at and ended up adding a third floor to be able to accommodate all these people coming from the the world's fair so he would advertise these cheap rooms people would come in from out of town so not local nobody knows them nobody knows where they're at they're coming in often them. he's collecting the money collecting their items when they, when they die he's just <laughs> he's got a system going that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy that's all i can say is like that's uh that's the entrepreneurial spirit yeah i guess so mixed with homicidal some spirit. total psychopath mm-hmm. yeah um he ended up getting convicted for one murder in total he confessed to 27 in total, but in some of his confessions, the people were found to be living. So there's, mm. there's no true number. There's estimates anywhere from nine people to up to 200 people. How many people killed. did you kill? No, no, like nine or 71. Well, yeah. And he's a fraudster, <laughs> everything. So nine or 50. Finally, he, uh, 
he gets convicted of the one murder and a list of other financial charges, and they sentence him to execution by hanging. They pop the doors. <clears throat> doesn't go right. Doesn't snap his neck. Oh, no. And he ends up hanging, twitching, until 20 minutes later they pronounce him dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, dude. Don't touch it. Just let it go. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. Look away. Look away. Or yeah. don't. The, no, or don't. The next twenty minutes, dude. Yeah, the next oh, caretaker to brutal. to stay at and kind of, I guess, caretake the building for whoever owned it after that, um, ended up committing suicide about a year after, and he just left a note that said, "I could not sleep." Oh no, shit. Yeah, I mean that would be super traumatic to see. You know, when it's quick, you know, that'd be like a a guillotine. Get to the bottom and like going halfway through and then stopping. Well, his whole the thing is like. You have to come over and like bang on the top. <laughs> yeah. Try to snap it the rest of the way off. Grab his, jumping up. Grab his feet down. <laughs> he's just grabbing his feet and just dangling. Like, come on, bouncing with him. Oh, uh, so the, fucked no, up. The caretaker wasn't haunted so by brutal. the botched execution. That wasn't the issue. The caretaker was haunted by the knowledge of what had happened in that building that he now lives in. Right. So the spirits of the people that lost their life in that building, mm-hmm. he couldn't sleep. Oh, got you. <clears throat> I understand. So. Yeah, and I mean, one of the first, uh, I don't want to say paranormal, but it, it was, it, uh, I guess, hauntings that we really kind of hooked on to was the Limp Mansion. Yeah, uh, awesome sim- story. Sim- similar stuff going on there. Most likely is they were rich, and so they put lead pipes in the house to have indoor plumbing. Mm-hmm. Lead and water for drinking doesn't. They had a history, oh. of, and they had a history yeah, of no, mental yeah, illness. That, that's not good. I mean, you've got that many people in the family that that kill themselves. They also, with their money, they were able to become reclusive on top mm-hmm. of having mental illness. So then you have the the caverns, you've got the tunnels, you've got a removal from society. Yeah. You know, they they didn't want to deal with people. Yeah, so, right. No, that makes sense. Prohibition <clears throat> probably weighed heavily. Oh yeah, that that definitely did for Billy. Yeah. No doubt about that. And that's, you know, the fact that the the Bushes were able to kind of power their way through that. um, Yeah, the Bushes. One of the reasons they Like maple bushes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Syrup. Mm. Uh, But it's interesting. The caverns were actually built to hold ice. Yeah. So they would they would bring it they would drag in huge like just massive tons chunks of blocks of ice and yeah like on the ships large ships like on the boats barges yeah bring it people in. think that down and there's just like swimming pools everywhere but they would put the ice in these you know rooms or caverns caverns yeah so they went and melted it would <clears throat> well, and then eventually they the they built partitions and walls in the caverns that were cork lined. Mm-hmm. Um, which eventually led to some fires and things like that. But yeah, and you would have these cork lined rooms that they would drag these massive ice chunks into and stack them up, and then that would refrigerate their beer. They'd have hot water pumping from the brewery, and they had it. They had it all going. So they on knew what was there. going. We on. really they were like the Romans. We have one, uh, an original um, beer bottle cork screw because they corked beers mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. um, from 1878, and it's in the shape of a bullet. Nice. Ironically enough. They used to distribute those to the bars when they would drop off loads of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was so like that their tchotchke from the yeah, little advertising. Their swag from it, the. It was brass and it says, you know, limp beer on the side. Really? 1878. It was a bullet? It's a bullet oh, and like the top dope. screws off and the screw thing comes out, folds down, and you screw the top back on and it was a corkscrew. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Hope no one's out there trying to start my car. 
Huh? I'm checking to see if anybody's out there, but there's nobody out there. There ain't nobody out there. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody out there. That's my singing skill. Teenagers walking in the street. <laughs> Just some teenagers taking pictures. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Haunted places. Yeah, the lens. Mm-hmm. Have you ever you stayed at the Lent Mansion? Oh yeah, we stayed in I think, yeah. every room by this point. Yeah, no, I lived there for about two years. We actually, well, we're we friends with the family. Twice. Nice. Um, so Brad uh, is is relative. I think he's the grandson, maybe. Anyway, he mm. runs it, mm. and um, you know, when we started the haunt stuff way back when, you know, we kind of reached out to them, and mm-hmm. uh, we stay there probably a couple times a year. And ask him what's underneath that that wood placard thing on the floor in the basement. Yeah, it's hollow underneath there. Yeah, I know. I picked it up and looked in there. I wanted to. I'm just kidding. I didn't. But the last cameras. <clears throat> last time we stayed, we were the only people mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, our, <laughs> my group rented it out twice, and we had the whole run of the place. It was pretty fun. Uh, our oldest wanted to stay there for his birthday, so we stayed up in the. The top the third floor suite with the conjoined. That, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could talk my wife into doing that, staying in. You know, it's a beautiful just, house. Oh, just awesome. knowing. And we've talked about renting about. it out um, several times. We, I mean, we've never had to. Some it's fun sometimes just to see the type of people that mm-hmm. show up. Yeah, because there's all, there's only what seven rooms. Uh, I think about that now that they've added the third floor and everything. And so, um, oh, they've added. A floor. Actually, Betsy, we also know who does the ghost tours there. Mm-hmm. And from one of the first ghost tours that we did back Sorry, when, thought I heard a car. Um, there was an entity that would appear and whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, she challenged the group to come up with a name. And so it was the one that makes the foul over. Hold on a second. We're just checking. Uh, you, you can. I can. I can pull up the camera right now, too. That holy shit, your car's gone. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, his car's sitting in the driveway just like it would be, should be. He's just hearing other cars that do that same thing. It's like, oh, there's another nice car. Yeah. Oddly, he's not the only one in the, the city with a nice car. Isn't that weird? It's a uh, car spidey sense. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, Lent Mansion is cool. That that place just has a story. Right. Just one of those classic stories behind it that, you know, like the Velisca Axe murder, Amityville. Yeah. That, that, that has such a story that it almost has to be. I want to, uh, you know, one place I've never been is the Winchester Mansion. Oh, man. Which is Would another amazing. place. Just phenomenal. I mean, 20,000 acres of, of land that is just... To go back in time and see it before the earthquake, when the cup, top couple floors mm-hmm. came down, holy shit. I have seen pictures of it, but right. Jesus Christ, it had to be something. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that, that's another person who was just um, neurotic, mm-hmm. paranoid, mm-hmm. and she was so she into that, the occult. That, she like, had that psychic that told her that all the spirits that had been killed by the Winchester rifle were following her and were going to bring her family down. The only way to avoid it was continually Yeah, she construct. never stopped. Yeah, she didn't until the day she died, yeah. and the hammers went silent. Right. And uh, what's weird is the safe that they found, you know, it was a safe within a safe, and all mm-hmm. that was in there was a lock of her son's hair and her husband's death certificate. That's yeah. crazy. No, no money or, I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah. And she had that seance room where she'd go and come up with her blueprints. And she's kind of like Patience Worth to where she had no architectural training, no right. interior design training, no anything. But she'd go up there and she would draw out these elaborate plans for rooms almost nightly right. to give to her crew to just keep going and going and going and going. It is, dude. It's on one. <laughs> you give him a Red Bull. Like a fucking prairie dog. I mean, it sounds close. It's there's people that do burnouts and stuff in the convention center parking lot all the time. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a guy a block up that has a, a race car. It's a red one. There's a couple guys back there that have a mm. truck. There's there's plenty of people. Yeah, so yeah. You're not okay. the only one with a big engine in town. No, no, I I, I don't imagine so. No, well, you do. No, I guess it's <laughs> no. You definitely yeah, no. I don't. I don't. You're, you're no, much, I. You know, yeah. I think that it's more of a. I don't know. It's like your kid. You don't just yeah. take your kid and go set it out without no, any supervision anymore. That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I'm kidless. Yeah, that's great. Huh? Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh shit. Well, well, that was a good episode. We wrap this one up. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. We, we're at this is a, this is two episodes. Two episodes. We're at an hour and a half. Bang. We got an A and a B. Yeah, bank it. Yeah. Bang. So yeah, we'll bang we got an A and a B. I'm great. So, Doctor J. Yo. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Doctor Fears. Yeah. I should say. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, like, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, tell family, check, tell check, people you like, share, don't like, whatever. Check, share, um, check. Email me, don't email him. Check us out on the next one. Mm. I think that checks all the boxes and covers it. Mm, I got nothing. Mike Sniffer. It's fun. It is fun. God, well, I mean, we I knew it's fun. Well, yeah, I mean, we yeah. went all this time without it, so I had it's to throw fun. It in. I mean, no, seriously, like it is fun. Yeah, I, I have a blast with it's it. It's fun. And hey, guys. It's fun. Hey, we have fun. That was it's convincing. It was <laughs> Hey, we have fun. <laughs> hey, guys. It's, uh, we have fun. It's so exciting. Great, great times. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, we will catch you yeah, yeah. on the next one. Yep. Yeah. Peace and chicken grease. Mm-hmm. Later. Oh, look, 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 look,